You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 14, all about outsourcing. Welcome back, small business owners. I'm your host, Jake Naraki, and thank you for joining the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast for the small business owner. Now, today we're going to be talking about something that you should be implementing more of in your business. The reason why I say that is because it can save you time, it potentially can save you money, it will allow you to focus on the things that you're good at, and most importantly, you can start to build out a team that can allow you to have that quote-unquote freedom that we're all chasing after. And that keyword, that thing that I'm going to be talking about today is outsourcing. So with that being said, I just want to say thank you to all the individuals that have purchased the Brilliant Breakthroughs book. You can find it on Amazon, a lot of great reviews, and of course, it was an Amazon bestseller in two categories, number one, small business, and number two, in the entrepreneurship category. So with that being said, there's a lot of great things that you can do in your business today to make sure that you succeed. Along the way, there are a couple of tools and tactics and ideas that you potentially need to make sure that your business thrives for the rest of 2017 and beyond. All I can say to you is why not head on over to our bit.ly link and download 100 free tips to help you succeed, as in help your small business succeed in the 21st century. And all you have to do is go to our bit.ly link, that is B-I-T period ly forward slash brilliant biz book brilliant with a capital b biz with a capital b book with a capital b go there provide your email address and we'll send you 100 tips free to your inbox to help you succeed for 2017 and beyond so let's dive into the topic for today outsourcing it's something that we've probably heard of more than we like to really I guess dive into uh, we understand there's a lot of positive attributes that come from outsourcing but also too there's a lot of trust that we have to give into somebody else to make sure that they deliver that they help our small business thrive now it doesn't really matter what kind of business you're in, if it's 100% online, or you have a retail location, or it is a service-based, or it is a a coaching uh, business that you're running, outsourcing and getting individual help from one one person or even five or 10 people could absolutely be the thing that your small business needs. Now, why do I say that and why am I a fan of outsourcing? Well, first off, in my own personal journey, When I decided to dive into this online space, the online business, small business, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. I was doing a podcast. I was doing videos. I was writing blogs. I was trying to build my website. I was trying to figure out landing pages. I was doing all different types of things. I read Tim Ferriss' book, The 4-Hour Workweek, as probably a lot of you guys have. If you haven't, make sure you read that book. It is absolutely a bombshell worth of great information. And one thing that he highlights in that book particularly is outsourcing. He really goes into depth on what it can be used for, the benefits of it, and he even provides some... I guess, uh, you know, websites or people that he suggests that you should dive into. Now, again, the, the ideas and the things that he shares in that book are a little outdated uh, because there's different platforms and a lot more exposure in the world of outsourcing today than there was maybe about 10 years ago when he created that book. But nonetheless, the idea is the same. Basically, getting somebody to help you do something in your small business that you may not care for or that could open up your time and use it for better things. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, 
Number one, I'm really good at what I do. I don't think I can outsource um, you know, these projects to somebody else. And then number two is the financial, right? You're, you're hemorrhaging money. You're pushing money out the door in all different ways. And you're thinking to yourself, there's no way that I can bring somebody on my team and pay them when I'm barely making ends meet. So before I get into the, the answers or the descriptions of those two ideas, I want to share with you my particular story. I read Tim Ferriss's book. Book, the four hour work week, I got into the idea and frame of reference of I need help. I started going on a couple of sites that are no longer existent, and I'm going to share with you some sites that are currently doing a great job. Number one is called Elance. Elance, um, or correction, Odesk. Odesk was a place where you could outsource things uh, for all different types of things. Um, my things that I enjoyed outsourcing were grammar, punctuation, formatting, uploading, kind of simple things that just took a lot of time for me. And so today, Odesk is no longer relevant. It's actually out of business. And there's a new platform that kind of took it over. It's called Elance. Elance. And Elance.com is probably the most trusted and also the, the most um, beneficial and popular place for freelancers to come into. And so the objective is, the outline is, is that you go on Elance, you fill out a profile, and then from there you post jobs. And you basically give it a title, you give it a description, and then you press you know publish. And it goes out into the Elance community. And people that are looking for that type of work will will basically jump on. They'll give a you know a, a reference sheet. They'll give a description of who they are. They'll give a background. Um, you know all different types of stuff that you would need to make a good decision. The benefits of Elance is that. You can create any type of job that you need. It can be a short-term job. It can be a long-term job. You can pay by the hour or you can pay by the job itself. And obviously, in today's day and age, if you provide more money into the game, you're going to get a better return. But do not let that that be the only type of reference and uh, frame of reference that you can use when you're looking for an individual to outsource. When I was looking for somebody with punctuation or grammar, I put out there that it was going to be for short time work and I would pay them by the hour. And these individuals would basically give me all their information and they said, I would love to provide you a document for free. I sent them a blog post. They jazzed it up. They showed all the edits edits in Word, and then they obviously gave me a final copy, and I collected three or four of those from different people that I connected with that I thought you know could help me, all that different types of stuff. And from there, I made the right decision, and I, I picked a winner, and I worked with that person for quite a while, and then the project ended, or I decided to pivot, and then I ended the contract. And so as you can see, you can start and stop these contracts with very little effort. You can find people for the most minuscule or the biggest jobs in your current small business that could absolutely help you. A couple of key areas that everybody usually struggles in that could be beneficial for hiring a freelancer, especially if you don't want to have them dive deep into your business or know the behind the scenes. A simple one would be email optimization or email organization, as I should say. And the reason why I say that is because as a small business owner, you're in in the, the meat and potatoes of your business. You're working on the sales calls, you're working on organization, you're working on your outlook, you're look, working on goals and ambitions and things and projects that you're, you're, you're building out. And so the last thing they really wanna do is to dive into your email box 
your inbox and organize the leads, forward, highlights, you know, put, you know, is, is needed right now or whatever the case may be. And one of the biggest things that I have been seeing over the course of Entrepreneur Magazine or Inc. Magazine or books or references or Forbes articles is that individuals that are able to utilize outsourcing for even the simplest things of organizing their inbox are able to get about an hour to two hours every single day of freedom to work towards other objectives within in their business. Now you're thinking that's that's ridiculous, there's no way, all that different types of stuff that that's not true. Well, think of it like this. If you're working on your computer and you're trying to generate a new course or build out a new email funnel or whatever the case may be, and you keep on seeing your inbox, you know, click up from, you know, 1 to 3, 3 to 7, or you dive into your email and then you 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 answer a couple of questions and then you send it out and they get back to you. As you can see, if you keep on diving in and out of kind of moving your brain from the 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 project you're working on, then going into your inbox and then pulling out your mind out of that inbox and working on that project, you're losing a lot of creative power because your willpower and your uh, ability to move forward in that project is going to be diminished because your mind is going to be separated in two places. So how awesome would it be is that if you had a individual that was outsourced from a different country, from around the world, it doesn't really matter, that could go into your inbox, maybe when you're sleeping, and organize it to the point of they could highlight the things that you need to respond to, uh, things that are spam, things that are not needed right now, maybe in your business, and you can wake up the next day take about a half an hour in your your email, answer those things, send them out, shut down your email for the rest of the day until those people respond and or your freelancer dies back in and is like, all right, you know, this this is worthy. You need to respond to this uh, by tomorrow, wherever the case may be. Now, obviously, in an optimal world, in a perfect world, that would work perfectly. But unfortunately, we all know that sometimes it doesn't work out to that benefit. And the reason why it may not work out to that benefit, or you may think uh, that's easier said than done, is two things. Number one, you're not trusting the system and you're not putting trust in other people. When it comes to outsourcing, the biggest thing that I see and the biggest thing that that kind of held me back from really letting go of the reins was that I didn't trust them as much as I should. And a couple of weeks ago, I was at a all-women's kind of networking event, and they asked me particularly, um, you know, when it comes to uh, you know, uh, networking and talking uh, with, you know, males and females in the workplace, how do you build that bridge between a female and a male that are trying to work together on a project? And one gentleman, you know, kind of gave a background of, you know, you need to know who you're talking about and you got to see if they've gone to the right schools and they have the right education, all that stuff. And for me, my answer was pretty cut and dry and it was basically trust. You need to trust that individual. You need to realize that they're in front of you for a reason. They're a part of that project for a reason. They're in that uh, business or whatever it is for a reason and you need to trust that that person is there to help and support you and the the story that I referenced is that I work in the industry I work for the fire department and in the fire service there are obviously men and women and one of the biggest battles to this day is that women quote unquote are not as strong as men and Obviously, if you were to take women as a whole and men as a whole, men would be far stronger than women. 
But in the case of a fire service, usually the women that decide to get into the fire service understand it's going to be very labor intensive. They understand it's going to be taxing on their body. They understand that they need to work hard in the gym to get good results out in the field or out, you know, working with the citizens. And so my my story was basically is that I've worked with guys, quote unquote, meatheads that are, you know, they can lift the world, you know, they're they're two hundred and you know, 50 pounds of just pure muscle. And I've worked with women that are, you know, 130 pounds. They're lean. They're obviously in shape, um, but they can't lift the world. And so I've been in fires and in situations where that man of 250 pounds of, you know, pure steel has withered away. That didn't have the ment- uh, the right mental edge to allow himself to move forward and to get the job done, wherever the case was. And then on the flip side, I've been with those females that were a lot smaller, quote unquote weaker, um, but they had a mental strength. They had the ability to push through the chaos to get the job done. And so my reference point was you can you can critique, you can analyze, you can give, you know, the right credentials and they went to this school and, you know, they ranked a hundred out of a hundred on a quiz or test or whatever. But the end at the end of the day, you need to trust that that person can help you succeed, plain and simple. And that trust goes beyond, obviously, outsourcing. It goes with partnerships and all that stuff. But most importantly, trust is really where outsourcing begins because you are really trusting that that person is going to help you in the manner that you feel. Now, the only reason why outsourcing may not work or the only reason why you have a bad experience with outsourcing is because you didn't put the time in to kind of educate and uplift that person that you decide to outsource with. So before I get into that, I want to say, look, I already gave you a reference point. Go to Elance, fill out a profile, create a job, post it on there. People will flood on in. Once you pick a winner or pick somebody that you feel and trust that they're going to help you, the next step is to make sure that you you take the time to educate that individual to make sure that they're successful at that job. And the reason why I say this is because when I got when I got started in outsourcing, I thought and I figured and I just assumed that these people knew what they're doing. I posted in there, "Hey, does anybody, you know, if you want to edit my blog post, you also have to know what WordPress is, which is like a website framework, and you have to log in and post it on there for me in X, Y, and Z. And what I realize, what I realize is that a lot of people say they can do things, but not to the level that I think that they should be able to do it. It's like saying, hey, can, can you tie your shoe? And you're like, yeah, I can tie my shoe. And my reference point is I'm thinking uh, an individual with two laces, you know, do the knots and the two loops and they tie it together. And the person that I hire or the freelancer, their definition is basically two overhand knots or two granny knots, to, you know, tie tight. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't really apply because my frame of reference is different than your frame of reference. And so anytime when it comes to outsourcing, no matter if you want to hire somebody or whatever the case may be for short or long-term projects, you need to educate them. And a couple ways you can educate them is number one, sitting down on the telephone if, if there isn't a language barrier. Number two is obviously doing email. The, ch- the challenge is with email, sometimes the words that you suggest don't apply or they don't understand, but yet they're going to say that they understand and they're going to mess up. And then so there's going to be a longer, cur- longer uh, kind of like training curve. Or the last and most probably important 
way to kind of build that bridge and to educate that out, uh, freelancer is to do a screen grab. A screen grab is nothing more than a program that overlays on top of your computer screen and it captures everything that you're doing from every click to every link to every type, to keyword, all different types of things that you're doing on your, your computer screen. That individual can see because you'll record it and then you'll email it to them or put it on YouTube. And if you want to go one step further, you know, in your in maybe your business or your idea or your, your reference points aren't basically online, they are more of uh, in person, then take a second, record a video of you doing that thing via your cell phone because cell phone video today is, you know, miles and miles beyond what it was 10 years ago. And you can use that to send to that individual to help them get better at their craft so they're able to assist you in a better way. That is probably the most crucial and beneficial parts of outsourcing. Look, I can give you different reference points on where to find high quality, cheap um, people to help outsource some of your projects. But if you do not take the time to educate that person, you are totally throwing in the towel, you're wasting money, you're wasting time, and you're not going to get the impact that you thought that you could get by outsourcing. And then you know what's going to happen? You're going to have a bad taste in your mouth, you're going to have a bad experience, and then you're going to say, forget it, I'll just take it back on, I'll do it because I know how to do it right. And that is the probably the worst thing possible because as a small business owner, the reason why you're a small business owner is because you want to grow this small business into a large business because with a large business, then you have a little more freedom. You're able to step away. As a small business owner, unfortunately, you kind of always have your finger on the pulse. And once you have your finger on the pulse, it's very difficult to walk away. And so you need to remind yourself that if I'm willing to invest and pay somebody for a service to help me in my small business, I need to take the time to educate them. I need to take the time to record something on my screen or YouTube video or set up a phone call to make sure they get it. Because at the end of the day, what is the point? If they fail, Chances are it's not because they were illiterate or they lied or they weren't as good as they said. Chances are they just don't understand exactly what you want because your perspective is totally different from their perspective. So let me get into the areas and places that you can find freelancers to help you in your small business. Number one, like I said, was Elance. Elance.com, probably the biggest worldwide site to help you find cheap freelancers to assist you in different areas. Now, after I give you this list, I'm going to help you figure out what areas they can assist you in, okay? So first is elance.com. The next would be Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R, F-I-V-E-R, Com. That's a great place to find cheap work, you know, real quick kind of stuff. Maybe not long term, but some, you know, you can type in anything in there, and there's somebody that will help you in that regard. The next would be Craigslist. Craigslist is a very popular platform for um, older generation people, and the reason why I say older generation because if you are looking for assistance in your small business, you want somebody that maybe isn't a big beginner. Maybe not, you know, you're not trying to help or find somebody that is looking for a um, you know, kind of like a uh, internship. Maybe you're looking for somebody that kind of understands the system. Craigslist is a great place. You can post it on there. Um, and obviously, there's certain categories you can click to make sure your job posting lands in the right area to find the right help. The next would be 
like a college that is local. Um, for me, when I was looking for graphic design, I contacted an art institute school that was here in the Milwaukee area. It's called Myad, Milwaukee Engineer and Design. And I contacted their board and they actually had their own type of quote unquote elance.com. They had their own website on basically where citizens can post jobs. And then, you know, college kids that have no real ex- experience that want to build up their portfolio can go and um, start to get some work. You know, you can pay them very cheaply. They will use you as a reference. Um, and it's a great place to start. Maybe if you're insecure of pain or you don't have a lot of funds, um, and but yet what you need them to do is very easy to do. Um, so those are the options that I would suggest. Number one, elance.com. Number two, fiverr.com. Three would be Craigslist. Four would be a local college. And there is no... I guess one-stop shop with a local college, you're going to have to do a little legwork. You're going to have to call them. You're going to have to see if, you know, you're going to have to call, you know, the marketing department to see if there's any students that would help you with your marketing or anything like that. So, um, you know, just just one of those things that, you know, if, if you're going to get benefit from, you're going to have to put some um, effort into. So the next thing that I want to cover is what areas should you be outsourcing? I can't answer that for you, but I do have a couple of questions that you could ask yourself to see if if outsourcing is the right thing for you. So number one, I, th- I believe that there's a couple of questions that you need to, to talk about. Number one, what do you love to do? What do you love to do in your small business? Now, obviously, that's really easy to say. Now, for me, I love to talk. I love to do a podcast. I love to create video, but I do not love... The editing portion. I do not like the uploading portion. So that's something that I could outsource. Now, obviously, so the first question is, what do you love to do in your small business? And then the next question is, what do you hate to do in your small business? Now, hate is a strong word, right? Because I didn't say, what do you kind of not like doing? The kind of not like doing, chances are, are the things that you're probably going to be doing no matter what. Because like, for example, your finances. Nobody really likes to do their finances, but it's something you need to do. You don't absolutely hate it because you need to keep on track, but it's some it's something that you don't love. Like you love to do and you can't wait to get your hands on. So that's an area um, reflecting in the, the hate area. That's something where you could start to identify what do you hate. The problem though is if I was just to ask you what do you hate to do in your small business is that chances are the things that you hate to do may not be the most optimal thing for you to outsource. And the reason why I say that is because if I was to ask you what are you excellent at and you would say, oh, I love to do marketing, I love to connect, I love networking and all that stuff, but I look at your business, I look at what you're doing, and I realize, you know what, you're a horrible networker. Your marketing is terrible, but yet you love to do it. You're kind of caught up in your own ego a little bit. And the reason why I say that is because as a small business owner, you're a jack of all trades, a master of none. And so there are things that maybe you do enjoy about marketing, but you don't see the project all the way through. You get started in it, but it kind of runs its course and it dies out and you're always excited about the next idea as opposed to filling out and building out that that whole idea. And so for you, it's one of those things that you need to kind of refocus in on. You need to kind of bring it back in and say, okay, the things that I really enjoy, is it me personally, what do I enjoy? Or is it actually something I'm good at? Because if I was to, again, use myself as a uh, devil's advocate, 
I could look at your business from afar, and I'm not saying me in particular. I'm, I'm, you could ask a, a coworker, you could ask a family friend, and you could say, hey, what am I excellent at? And your idea of excellence is going to be different from the people that are helping you on a day-to-day basis, maybe in your business. And so it's a good reference point and a good idea maybe for you to take a second and to understand maybe the, the, the strengths and weaknesses you have. And from there, you can start to whittle it down. Obviously, if it came to finances and you hate organizing your finances, of course, you can always get a CPA, you can get a financial advisor that is local. But if you're looking for the more minuscule things, which maybe I'm trying to hit upon here with outsourcing with people from around the world, what is it? It's the small mundane stuff that is just eating away your time. And you're thinking to yourself, Jake, my schedule is pretty solid. I don't have a lot of free time to dip, you know, to dibble dabble in other things. I feel I'm pretty squared away. Well, then I would ask you to sit down and next time that you work, you know, kind of set a timer next to you and figure out what areas are taking the longest out of your, your schedule. If you're taking a long time in your emails, well, then that's something that you could outsource. If you're taking a long time trying to shoot a video, maybe it'd be worthwhile for you to hook up with a college kid that is local that he could, you guys could figure out one whole day and he could pump out 12 videos. He could edit them. He could upload them. He could tag them all while you are moving on with your business. And as you can see, it kind of opens the door of possibilities of how to leverage and get more time. Time is one of the biggest attributes that we all want more of. If I only had more time, I could do X. If I only had more time, I could do this or that or the other thing. And you can, the the choice is yours of A, number one, are you willing to pay somebody for it? And number two, are you willing to take the time to educate them to the point that they can be successful at helping you? Because this whole podcast, talking about the things you like and you hate and where to find the outsourcers are all sexy and attractive and fun and oh my gosh, the possibilities are open, but if you do not educate them in a way that they can help you, you are truly just dropping the ball. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day because it's it's nonsense. It, you're just going in circles um, time and time again. So um, hopefully that helps you out. Outsourcing is one of those things that there is no one specific answer. There is no one specific way. Hopefully, I shed some light on some ways for you to find people that can help you outsource. And again, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing or the biggest monkey or gorilla or elephant in your small business. It can be simple things from simple uploading to social media to grammar to email to videos to uh, responding to customer complaints um, to logo design to graphic design to uh, maybe you know pamphlet layouts formatting anything and every everything that you can think of that you're not really good at um, th- this would be a good start for you to open the door to see how other people can help you because at the end of the, end of the day the biggest way to excel and get your small business to a large bit a large business is to is to make sure that you are able uh, to get the help needed. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys for taking the time and listening to this podcast episode on outsourcing. Hopefully it helped you out. If you felt that this podcast uh, is helping you become a better small business owner, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review um, and also to subscribe to the podcast. It would really help us out. With that being said, we appreciate you guys so much. Small business is not easy, but it's one heck of a journey. And all I can say to you guys, continue to go out there, 
be brilliant, and make sure by next week, Wednesday, when this next podcast airs, you go out there in the world and do something brilliant in your small business today. We appreciate you guys so much for your time. If there's anything that we can do for you, leave a review, leave a comment, and of course, go to our bit.ly link, B-I-T period L-Y, Brilliant Biz book and get yourself 100 tips to make sure your small business succeeds in the 21st century. We'll see you.